Good morning and welcome to HodgePodge. This 29th day of April 2020, last Wednesday of the month. And today on HodgePodge, I've got a couple of guests from Partnership for Health joining me via Zoom in the Zoom studio here at KDLM. I've got Karen Nitzkorski and Jason McCoy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got lots to talk about. Um, typically, we would have been talking about what a great success the bike rodeo was this year, uh, but that uh, obviously had been uh, can't postponed, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Also, some of the other stuff uh, Karen's been working on in our communities, and also Jason uh, will update us on some Tobacco 21 uh, exciting news and more uh, updates. And uh, where shall we begin? Shall we begin with Karen, or shall we begin with Jason? We should begin with Karen. Okay, Karen, good morning. And uh, good morning. What can you tell us about uh, now that the uh, bike rodeo didn't happen this past weekend as it was supposed to? Uh, what what next for that? We don't know. Okay. Um, nothing's been decided, so just stay tuned as soon as we find out anything or um, what the committee might want to do if um, restrictions. Um, get lifted at all maybe there's an opportunity for this summer but and we may just postpone it until next year not sure we have done some fundraising all of that money will stay in a pool of of support so that going forward then we wouldn't ask if we decide to wait till next year we'll just um, keep that money on hand and use it for next year but it may still be this summer just stay tuned we don't know Okay. Uh, I've noticed there have been a lot of uh, bikers out, uh, families of bikers out. So that's good to see, I think, more so than uh, I've ever seen. Um, but mom and dad and the kids are all out on their excursions, <laughs> which is good. Um, so, uh, it, it, you know, it may become necessary uh, that uh, people need to brush up on their skills and, and that. But it's great to see people out and enjoying uh, the outside with the, the, that family togetherness feeling. Yes. Well, <laughs> we're not the only ones anymore saying the message to get out and move and to eat healthy. I mean, the pandemic has really focused mm -hmm. on many of the things that we've been telling people for 10 years. So um, we just really want to encourage movement, but of course we want you to do it safely. All right. Uh, let's talk about some of the other things that you work on uh, with the communities. I mean, you're in the schools, you're in businesses, and now all that has changed as far as being there physically. Um, but I'm sure, like uh, many of us, you've had uh, tons of online meetings. And uh, so what <laughs> what, are, what are some of the other topics that you were, or some of the other groups that you're working with? I know uh, you work with food, the food pantry and school lunch support. So maybe uh, talk a little bit about those two entities. Okay, so the food pantry work, I want to um, highlight something that I just think is astounding. And partly it's because I've worked in the nonprofit world for 40 years. And one of the things you always hear when somebody gives a big chunk of money, does it really get to the people that need it? And I'm here to tell you that the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he gave $100 million that went to 200 food pantries around the country. So food pantries oftentimes turn around and they give money to food shelves. So the pantries, there are 200 food pantries in the country. And then those pantries in turn give 
funding to the food shelves in the area. And all of the food shelves in our area are getting some of that money. For instance, the Baker County Food Pantry is getting, has gotten $12,000 of that money from Jeff Bezos. So that money has gone directly into the needs of the people here in Baker County. So I just think that's astounding. Now the food pantry is still open on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to three. They do have enough volunteers right now. They would welcome cash donations and other donations. And they do feed approximately 400 households a week, 1500 a month, which is astounding. So we want to let people know that the food pantry is open and encourage you to go if you need food. If you're one of the people that's unemployed and are just food insecure right now, please use that service. It is a wonderful, wonderful group of volunteers. Hats off to Brad Carlson and that group there. All right, Karen Itzgorski from Partnership for Health on the line with me this morning uh, via Zoom, talking about uh, work with the uh, area food pantries with the uh, Becker County Food Pantry, receiving $12,000 from Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos. And uh, I know that they have a great uh, curbside service at the uh, pantry that they implemented at the beginning of this whole situation. So that also is a great, uh, a great thing uh, right here in Detroit Lakes happening. Um, also, some of the things going on, I know the school district is continuing to serve all their students or the students that are able to get there and pick up uh, breakfast and lunches. Um, I think they're serving, of what, about 1,000 uh, kids a day. Um, so uh, is that something that you work with as well in the area, Karen? Um, yes, in fact, Carenza, our registered dietitian, that's what most of her focus has been, is to support all of these food service directors um, throughout um, the area that we serve. But I want you to know that May 1st is School Lunch Hero Day. So if you could thank a school lunch person, <laughs> employee, on May 1st, um, because right now you can pick up meals at the Middle School in Roosevelt and the Richwood store from 11 a.m. to 12.30, and at the high school from 7 to 5. And if you wanted to just go there and say thank you, drive by, say thank you, if there's a way you can figure out how to do that on May 1st, I want you to know the school district here, the food service and school, has from March 17th to April 23rd, they have served a total of 63,718 meals. That's amazing. 63,718 from March 17th to April 23rd. And they are also, they do, they do have a home delivery option for people who've called in and asked for that. Daily, they serve 2,001 half pints of milk and 1,000 pounds of fruits and vegetables. That is just truly amazing. So we hats off to our food service personnel and all of these school districts in the area who are making um, meals available. How they do it in Detroit Lakes is that every day you can get a lunch and then a breakfast for the next day. Mm -hmm. So hats mm -hmm. off. Again, School Lunch Hero Day is on May 1st. 
All right, Karen Itzgarski from Partnership for Health in the Zoom studio with me this morning on KDLM, talking about the things that Partnership for Health is involved in throughout our communities. I know that you work with the Becker, Clay, Wilkin, and Ottertail counties, and uh, you know uh, that's uh, that's wonderful that uh, you can continue your work uh, uh, in those communities. Um, but let's also talk uh, kind of on the same line of our bike discussion earlier. Let's talk about uh, bike to school day. Uh, which has also been changed due to the pandemic. Yes, it's called Bike to Anywhere Day, and <laughs> that is um, May 6th. That's a Wednesday. But um, the um, National Bike to School Day and MnDOT, so um, the Minnesota Department of Transportation, um, have really come up with some great resources for families, for teachers, for around this. There is, first of all, there's a, a poster contest and we've had area um, students win that but for these resources you can go to the Minnesota Department of Transportation um, Safe Routes to School website so and you can get information about the poster contest there's also a bike ride bingo a mileage tracker a word search and a crossword and a scavenger hunt and really they're just on bike to anywhere day Choose a destination and bike there solo or with members of your household. Right now, there are likely fewer cars on the road, so it could be a great time to find a, ro- a route to a destination Destination you visit frequently, like school. You could still bike to school, even though it's not bike to school day. But remember social distancing, of course. But um, also on the national bike to school day, they're encouraging on Monday, May 4th to inspire so they've given words to each day inspire is that day so decorate your sidewalk on may 4th on may 5th prepare so conduct a bike safety and helmet fit check and on the national bike to school day you can find out how to do um it's an abc quick check so um there's some hints on how to do it there on may 6th get out and ride your bike on may 7th share Do you have safety concerns with biking or walking around your neighborhood? Learn how to address those. And then on Friday, May 8th, hold a five-minute interview with family members. So this is a talk day about their experience walking or biking. So those are just some great ideas of things you can do to bike to anywhere day on Wednesday, May 6th. All right. Very good. Uh, Some good suggestions there now that we're all... uh... Uh, navigating through this uh, COVID-19 pandemic situation. A great time to get on that bike and uh, bike anywhere. And uh, uh, that's kind of what I've been doing these last 30 days. Uh, Actually, these last uh, 28 days, 29 days uh, involved in the 30 days of biking in the month of April. Because I think uh, uh, May is bike month, uh, but April is uh, 30 days of biking. So preparing for that National Bike Month. So that's been a lot of so, fun. So what have you done to bike every day? Tell us some of that. 
Well, uh, biking to work most of the time, getting my bike ride in early in the day, and then on weekends or when I have a little more time, uh, biking around Detroit Lake. And it's fun because, you know, starting in April 1st, the ice is still on the lake. It's still snowy some days, um, but uh, the weather, it's fun because you get to every day, it seems like it gets a little bit warmer, um, you know, maybe, maybe a couple steps back when it snows, but uh, you get to see uh, nature coming into its own uh, you know, blooming into spring. So that was kind of fun. And then what I've been doing this year too is uh, documenting it every day, uh, taking a picture of what I experience and a lot of dark pictures the last part of the month because it's been warm enough to bike in the morning. Um, but yeah, so I've been taking pictures of various places around Detroit Lake and sometimes I take the pic- a picture of the same thing, you know, as uh, comparing it to the beginning of the month where it was icy the uh, middle of the month were a little bit less ice and then now it's all like the lake is ice free so that's kind of fun just to see those things have you been posting them on the hashtag for 30 days of biking i have yep every day so every day i've uh i haven't uh, posted my picture yet i haven't taken one yet but i took one yesterday so i've got at least 28 days on hashtag 30 (laughs) days of biking so people can check that out and I, yes, and I looked on their website and they said that this year, because of COVID-19, that they even said you could bike down your hallway or be on your exercise bike or in your garage. Um, and if your situ- situation allows it, going for a solitary ride down the street, keeping your distance from others. So it sounds like you're one of the few people that got out, but mm-hmm. they were really just wanted people to do any kind of movement that was bike related. Yeah. And they say that every year. Um, They just say, as long as you get on your bike, it doesn't have to be a 20 mile ride. It can be just down to the end of your driveway. It can be on an exercise bike um, just as, as it allows, just get on a bike and just get used to getting that into a, making it a habit to get on your bike. So that's kind of cool. That's great. And that's all I have to, for today. Okay. And um, I'll hang in here because I want to hear um, Jason's update, too, because I don't get to see him every day now. <laughs> I'm, I'm working from home so and appreciating that also. But all right. thank you for uh, letting me talk about all these biking and the school district and the food pantry. Okay, Karen Nitzgorski from Partnership for Health on the Zoom uh, hodgepodge uh, studio today, along with Jason McCoy. And we're going to take a break, and Jason will be back talking about uh, some of the uh, updates on uh, Tobacco 21 next on HodgePodge this Wednesday morning. Good morning and welcome back to HodgePodge this Wednesday morning, April 29th, 2020. We're back in the studio with Jason McCoy from Partnership for Health. And good morning, Jason. Good morning, Carol. Thanks for having me. You bet. Jason's joining us, of course, uh, via Zoom this morning, and uh, he is uh, the coordinator for the cessation, smoking cessation, tobacco cessation uh, area of a partnership for health in our area. And uh, Jason, what can you update us on uh, with the Tobacco 21? Okay. Um, well, we started off this legislative cycle, of course, with a lot of ambitious goals. We were looking for a state T21. Um, we were looking to potentially remove flavored tobacco from the market. Um, and then there's about four other bills, including some funding that was in there. And of course, um, COVID came along and redirected everything, the legislature, just like all of the rest of us. And so 
now we are at a place where our Tobacco 21 bill is about the only tobacco bill that we started that we still have on um, um, on tap, I guess I could say. And so we have some exciting news on that. Um, we have made it in the Minnesota House all the way to the floor now. So we're waiting for a uh, introduction to the floor for a vote. And that could happen any day at this point in time. And then um, on the Senate side, we have one, um, one committee left, the Finance Committee. Um, and that's just because we're doing a few um, tweaks to uh, to the T21. It'll still be Tobacco 21. There was just some uh, some add-ons, if you will, that are getting uh, trimmed a little bit. And once that happens, then it'll go to the Senate floor for a vote as well. So now is the time. Um, if you have ever been interested in having Minnesota have a Tobacco 21 um, as a state law, um, to support our local work, then contact your legislature, uh, your elected officials at this point in time. Um, they need to know that, that you feel this is important. Um, and um, hopefully by the end of, uh, of this legislation cycle, we will have a statewide T21. All right. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I know that uh, I, I speak with Representative Marquardt every week uh, talking about things. And uh, of course, as you mentioned, the COVID-19 pandemic has kind of thrown a wrench into uh, things moving ahead as far as legislation. And they have about what, about two and a half weeks left, three weeks left at the legislature. So there's going to be a little bit of a hurry up going on and then meeting distantly like we are doing too is another little obstacle that they have to get through. Um, so anyway, that's good news uh, for the state of Minnesota. Uh, and uh, Jason McCoy is from Partnership for Health on the line with me this morning talking about uh, his uh, T21 work in our communities and across the state. Uh, in the meantime, have other, I know Detroit Lakes updated um, some of their uh, their ordinance with uh, T21, I believe, they just passed that. I don't know if it was the last meeting or the meeting prior to that, but they updated their language uh, regarding tobacco products, smoking products, but they didn't really address the vape products. Correct, correct. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go on that. Um, uh, unfortunately, we were not called to, to give any uh, discussion on it. Um, there was an amendment made in Detroit Lakes to um, the tobacco ordinance, which is only a cigarette ordinance. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cover any other forms of tobacco at this point in time. And so they did a, uh, a small amendment where you uh, where no one can purchase or sell cigarettes, cigarette wrappers or cigarette paper. Uh, to someone under the age of 21. So that didn't cover chew, that didn't cover vape, that didn't cover hookah. Um, it's a step forward. I mean, we always celebrate steps forward um, and we're hoping that uh, um, in time that we can come back around and be able to have a conversation um, uh, with city council that, you know, maybe we could cover everything. Well, um, I think one of their reasonings was that uh, has the federal government gone that far yet? Or is that uh, something I think they had made a comment about waiting yes. until that happens at the federal level? I, I saw that too. So the federal government covered all tobacco products in their Tobacco 21. So um, it is illegal uh, on a federal level to sell any form of tobacco that includes hookah, that includes vape, that includes chew, it includes anything with nicotine in it to someone under the age of 21 
Um, so there is very strong guidance at the federal level for that. Um, and it's unfortunate that, that didn't make it into the ordinance. Okay. All right. Uh, Jason McCoy from uh, Partnership for Health on the line with me this morning talking about developments with Tobacco 21 uh, throughout the state and locally and uh, nationally. Uh, so so that's something that we can maybe look, look forward to, um, uh, writing that in uh, to local ordinances. Um, so some of the other communities ha- that you've been working with, are they uh, doing similar things? Or are they a little bit ahead or a little bit more advanced that way? Well, that's what's actually kind of exciting is um, since we talked last, Carol Frazee has actually passed a a comprehensive Tobacco 21 ordinance um, that went into, they passed it uh, at the end of January. And so that's in effect now. um, And uh, it covers all all products. Um, It removes sampling from the marketplace. Um, uh, There's, there's a, yeah, it was really solid. It was a great public hearing. We had, um, I believe it was six teenagers come from both middle school and high school and speak at our public hearing. Uh, there was universal support by the council. Uh, it was very well received. So we very much congratulate Frazee on their work um, on this. It's something that, um, as you know, we've been working on that for about two years um, uh, here and there and stuff. So it was really neat to see that come home. All right. Have you heard anything about how compliance is uh, enforced uh, with these communities that have adopted these? Absolutely. So um, all of the places that we've been that we've passed them so far, we've seen um, really good compliance when it comes to the average uh, person uh, owning a a gas station. Even I'm going to even say this, even our vape stores, whenever we pass these, they want to know what the law is. They may or may not agree with the spirit of what we're trying to do. But once it's passed, we've had really good compliance uh, checks. Uh, Now, um, Ottertail County did do their first run and they had some bumps, but we did it as an educational uh, run to make sure that they understood since Ottertail, I mean, they were the first county to pass a tobacco 21 in the state. Um, so we expected a few bumps and we just provided some extra education and we're, we're confident that the second round is going to go very well. All right, Jason McCoy from Partnership for Health on my Zoom studio this morning in uh, for HodgePodge. And we are approaching the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to hang with Jason for a little bit longer. And you're in tune to 1340 AM uh, and 93.1 FM KDLM Detroit Lakes. And uh, continuing with our conversation this morning on uh, T21 and Tobacco 21, uh, as well as uh, tobacco cessation um, programs through Partnership for Health or the Minnesota Department of Health. Um, you know, I've, I've read a few articles talking about, you know, now that we're in this pandemic, we find ourselves uh, alone, uh, isolating, uh, might be a good opportunity to stop smoking. Um, and there are some various programs out there that are offered uh, that you've talked about before. Uh, but are people taking advantage of that now? Actually, yes, that's that's. There's, oh man, there's so much to say about that, but let's put it, let's try to be concise, right? You know, keep Jason McCoy concise. (laughs) Um, So um, there's, let me put something that's in the news. Let me address this really quickly because there's caused a lot of confusion. Um, First of all, um, we can say smoking and vaping does not cause you to catch COVID or any other influenza or something like that. However, research um, from the CDC, from 
Um, a lot of our national health partners have shown that it does put you, and smoking and vaping does put you at a risk for worse symptoms than someone who isn't a smoker or vapor who happens to contract COVID. So it is something that can cause a worsening of, a disease, of, of that disease. So it's very uh, important to think about, this is a great time to think about quitting. To, um, and so to answer your question, Carol, we actually have had an uptick of individuals uh, reaching out, looking for cessation help, which has been wonderful to see. Um, I think a lot of those are younger people who maybe, um, let's call them social vapors. We used to have social smokers, right? Um, they would vape when they were with their friends and then um, find themselves addicted. They would still use a little bit, but a lot more whenever they were together. Um, and I think they're finding now that they're at home and that they're realizing they don't need this, but they need help. And so they've been reaching out and, uh, and getting that help. So there's been a nice uh, uh, movement towards quitting. All right. And there is a program, um, a free program offered uh, through, uh, what, is the, what is the program called again? I, I'm so excited about that. Thank you. So we used to, for years, we've been talking about, um, uh, about Quit Plan, Minnesota Quit Plan. And Quit Plan ended May 30th as a transition to Quit Partner and so, uh, which is now uh, the only difference, well, not the only difference, it's better. I'm so excited. It got better that we've learned from our years of experience. Um, Quit Partner is um, run by Minnesota Department of Health. You can find it at quitpartnermn.com. Um, and we have added some very exciting pieces. There's still the, the free nicotine replacement therapy. There's still... Um, online, um, online coaching, phone coaching, and text coaching for adults. We partnered with National Jewish Health, who has an exciting program called My Life, My Quit. For teenagers specifically, it is a text to quit line where you can have a live individual texting with you. Um, we know our young people prefer texting rather than, uh, than a conversation on the phone or, or sometimes even in person. So it meets them where they're at and, and can help them with teen specific quitting. And I find that so amazing. We also added uh, a specific part of the quit uh, partner that is for those suffering from depression or other mental illness. We have um, a specific line for um, our Native American community, and we have a specific uh, line for um, pregnant or postpartum uh, mothers who um, find themselves addicted and would like help with quitting. All right. Uh, some some good stuff there from Jason McCoy, Partnership for Health. He works with uh, Tobacco Cessation uh, for Partnership for Health and uh, talking about uh, some of the latest and greatest opportunities or resources for people to quit smoking, uh, people of all ages, and uh, take Absolutely. advantage of that. Uh, check it out at least. It's worth a, it's worth a gander. So, All right. Uh, anything else to add this morning, Jason? You know, that, I think that's about it. It's been a little slow for me work-wise. I've been, I've been very much uh, uh, helping. I work for public health, so mm -hmm. I've been very much helping um, with uh, COVID uh, issues and such. But uh, we're always here, always able to help. And uh, there is some exciting things on the horizon that I'm looking forward to being able to talk about soon. 
All right. Uh, very good. Well, I appreciate you uh, checking in with us today, and it's good to see you and talk to yes. you. <laughs> uh, and uh, Karen Nitzgorski as well, who's been on the line with me this morning. Uh, thank you so much, Karen, and all the work that you're doing. And get out there and uh, stay healthy, eat well, and be well. And that's going to wrap up HodgePodge for today.